Hey, I'm Pastor Rhonda. And I'm Pastor Seth. You're listening to Growing Hope, Living Faith. Welcome back to Growing Hope, Living Faith. Yes. We are glad you're here. And guess what? It is cool now. It Did is. You, have you noticed the weather change and we're in um, getting in close to October? Yes. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my, one of my favorite things to wear is like shorts and like a sweatshirt. Yeah. I don't know. And like, my mom is like, why do people do that? <laughs> Because you know, because you can, I guess, you know, yeah. it's like, it's it's good enough weather that you can still kind of have shorts on and you're comfortable, but it, it's kind of nice to have a sweatshirt on and, right. um, cause I'm you can do that too. With, so with chocos, oh, like nice. oh, that's the last to go is to cover my toes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, which is good. So, um, congratulations to you completing a theology class, yes, turning in your last assignment. Really good. Yes. I did that yesterday and started a brand new class today Yay. and I'm excited because Pastor Hunter yes. is my professor. Our dear friend. Now I had to call him, call him Dr. What is his last name? Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Cummings. Yeah. Yes. And so. He's been on our podcast before. Yes. And so now you're going to be taking a class from him. Right. And, uh, it's going to be the theology of, of the, the church. church. Yes. And so, yeah, it, I'm just bogged down in lots of words. I'm drowning in seas of words because there's a lot of reading. That's right. Thank you, but Hunter, again. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's good. So I'm excited to, to uh, see what you learn about that. And, um, you know, for those who may not know, the official word for the theology of the church is ecclesiology. And, right. um, and so uh, it's very important, and it's something that um, – Man, the church struggles with. How do we do church? What is the church? How do we, you know, be the church? How do we, um, there's been a lot of conversations recently about what does that look like? And I think it's important that we have this conversation. Well, one thing I learned today is it is a mystery. You know, (laughs) it can't really be defined. And, um, and Dr. Cummings invited us to like it defined the church in one sentence. Mm. And so I kind of said, hey, this is going to be a run-on sentence, but here it goes. (laughs) But um, it is hard to define. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had to write um, just my thoughts about the church. What do I think of the church? And and I really had this thought last week because we kind of touched on this last week in my other class. But I'm really impressed with the grace of God and the mercy of God because, and and I'm not a church history expert, you know, or anything like that, but I've read enough church history to know we have failed so often, Mm. so miserably. I mean, you know, we have burned each other at the stake. I mean, come on. And um, so it has been many years of getting it wrong, getting it right, getting it wrong. And he's never given up on his bride. Mm. And I love that. It just, it reminds me of how patient and gracious and how much he is really for us. He's not written us off. And so that's encouraging. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people go into churches thinking that it's going to be a perfect fit. And there's, there's no perfect church out there. Church is a messy place. You know, it should Mm. be a messy place um, where we're all coming together um, with all of our different life experiences and things that we're going through. And, um, you know, it's a group of people that we can journey with, that we right. can lean on, we, that we can receive encouragement from and all those things. And congregations are just so different, you know, and denominations are so different. And, you know, you can go into a church that has stained glass windows and you see the collars or the robes and, mm-hmm. you know, have the pipe organs. And, and I love it. I just love that kind of right. worship. And then I love the storefront, you know, yep. I, I love the, 
the jeans, the coffee, and the, you know, the laid back, the contemporary worship. Um, one thing that Dr. Cummings did was he had a slide and he had like all these different pictures. Is mm. this the church? Is this a church? And he had like these cathedrals and all that. Then he had one, a picture that looked like a, a rock concert. Oh, <laughs> nice. looked, so which picture truly describes the church? But it's just so big. It's so vast. It is on a deep level. And there's obviously, you know, I think scripture talks about that thing that should hopefully connect all of us. And I think that's why we can go to different avenues or different venues or different whatever. And we can experience God. Um, right. And and to me, you know, I think that that's very, very important for the church as a whole mm-hmm. is as we go, we experience God, and part of how we experience God is we experience God with other believers, and yeah. um, and so uh, yeah, I think that's that's why it's pivotal. I think it's why it's important. But you're right; church has changed and adapted so so much over, right. throughout history, and um, you know, even our concept of how we do church is not, you know, it's not how they necessarily would have done it early on, you know. And right. so, um, you know, I think uh, it's it's pretty interesting to go back and to kind of study and kind of look at. You know, the things that were important um, were considered and deemed the most important. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's we we shape our churches around that, which we've deemed most important. And right. um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating to go through and study all of that. And, right. and I, we're going to be talking about the church today uh, in our <laughs> podcast and um, looking at uh, the lectionary passages. And, um, man, today's were, were hard. It's really, really, really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um the Matthew passage is, is just kind of an interesting passage, and I uh, would encourage you to go and read that and uh, journey through that as, um, you know, uh, it's it's a, maybe a little bit backwards almost of a picture um, that mm-hmm. a lot of people think about when think about the church and, um, you know, of, of who's going to be entering into the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus even says, you know, tells the Pharisees, hey, tax collectors, sinners, sinners prostitutes, I mean, they're going to get into the kingdom of heaven before you are. And, um those are interesting words, uh, right. very, very interesting words. And um, so, man, we'd encourage you to go and, and kind of read through those. And then obviously we have the story of, of Moses and the people who are hungry and struggling and don't have water and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and, and once again, we, we serve the God who who provides. And um, But we're going to be looking at the Philippians passage today. Right. I was just thinking about that um, gospel passage, though. Can you imagine how shocking that was to the the listeners there when he said that about tax collectors and prostitutes. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I can just imagine yeah. it's probably quiet. I mean, that's just like the most repulsive yep. in their day and time. Like, wait, wait, what did you just say? Did yep. you just say prostitutes and tax collectors? That was shocking to them. Yeah, but he was talking to people who were trying to trap him, right? It, were, it right. was literally Pharisees who were trying to trap him and um, to try to make him say something that they could use against him. And, you know, Jesus being Jesus, um, <laughs> you know, he answers a question with a question, and uh, which is great. I mean, that's I think that's a great tactic to always try to use to, <laughs> wow. but you got to be smart, you know. And, um, yeah, so he, he uses a question, and, and then they know that they're trapped, you know, that they right. can't they can't give an answer. Because if they do, then, you know, bad things are going to happen to them. But, um, but we do that to each other sometimes, right? We try right. to trap each other. We try to trap other denominations, you know. We try to, we really try to, I guess, I don't know what I'm trying to say, you know, but, you know, it's, we, we really have to be careful um, because it's so easy to get so, we put the horse blinders up, right? And just right. get so focused on our path. And um, like I said, to forget, like we, you said earlier, the church is so big, it's so right. vast. And um, 
that's a good thing. And today, Philippians passage is it's talking about humility, and uh, mm-hmm. we all love humility. And we were joking before. You uh, remember? And I'm sure you're too young to know that old song. Oh Lord, it's hard <laughs> to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in the mirror. <laughs> I don't know that song. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. Looking each day. Yeah, it's an old country song, but you know what? It it's, speaks volumes yep. because I think we all struggle with yep. humility because we feel like we're gonna miss out yep. you know we feel like we've got to um to, pr- to promote ourselves mm-hmm. or no one else is going to you yeah. know and so it's kind of like a, a a way to protect ourselves and our you know yeah so. and we've got it to gotten to this place where we feel like we've got to promote our faith and not that that's a bad thing you know like i said not saying that we shouldn't pr- be promoting our faith but we've put a lot of pressure, I think, on ourselves um, in a very, very, very deep, deep way. Um, like I said, not saying that you shouldn't share your faith, but please, by all means, Promoted share your faith. Live yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a better way to do yeah. it. You know, um, we feel like we got to talk about it. And then, you know, um, I think the reality of Christ is, yeah, I mean, he was promoting, you know, but like you said, he, he promoted it by how he lived it. And I right. think that this passage very much points to that. And um, the first one you talk about a little bit of history, I think, for this passage. Um, and if you go back and just even look at Philippians 1, uh, you know, Paul is talking to a church or writing to a church that um, their very lives were at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he's talking to a people that would be facing their adversaries, people who are literally trying to kill them um, right. or imprison them or right. hurt their families or, or do all those kind of things. So I think it's very, very important for us to to have that mind frame as we are coming into this passage um, uh, on a very, very deep level. And uh, do you want to read the passage? I will try. Yeah. It's kind of we, dark we, in here and I always struggle. I need to bring my iPad where it's backlit. Oh, I have it right here if you want it. Well, that's okay. All I'll right. just, I'll try it. All so right. it's Philippians chapter two. Yes. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not re- regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being formed or found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Mm. Good, good, good stuff. Mm. Hard stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we were even talking earlier Um we, we often just really scan over those first couple of verses and right. like we get back, we get down to that humility part um, with Jesus. 
Um, I think those first couple of verses are very, very important. Right. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, maybe, well, I think what he's trying to say, if you've experienced all those mm-hmm. things, yep. you know, and who hasn't? If you you know, if you're a believer, you've experienced his love and you've experienced his encouragement. Right. Absolutely, because like I said, these these people that he's talking to, they are going through life and death situation. I mean, this mm-hmm. is life and death. Right. It's, um, you know, I'm thankful that we have the freedoms that we have. Um, but you know, from back then, like to, to declare yourself a follower of Christ, I, like I said, I mean, you would be cut off from the family. And like I said, for some, it it, it meant death. It meant right. you know all those things. And um, and so praise the Lord, you know, that people were experiencing this encouragement from being united with Christ. You know, they experience his love, they experience his mercy. There's there's this group that, you know, even though you may have been disowned from your family, the beautiful thing about following Christ is you have other people to be able to come and to be able to journey with and to be able to dialogue with, like I said, and to be encouraged from. And that's the beautiful thing of the church. Uh, it should be the beautiful thing right. of the church, right? Is, is that as, as those things are happening to us, and like I said, those things are are hard and they're right. difficult, but man, we're we're never alone. First, we have God, but there's there's this group of people that we can lean on. To be able to do that, this group of people needs to be of the same mind, right? And the same love, full accord with one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition mm. or conceit. Oh, that's hard to 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 swallow. But in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. That's not natural. You no. know, it is not, and that I think that is what we have to rely on the Spirit to do to help us to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's not natural. It's it's mm-hmm. um it's it's beyond us. It has to be beyond us, um, to be able to do that. And um, yeah, like, but there's something I think beautiful that happens. Um, if we come to a place and we come together as a group, if I'm looking out for your needs and putting your interest above my own, but you're doing the same for me, mm. then everybody's Me needs are going to be met. You know wow, what I'm saying? Like beautiful. everybody's yeah. needs are going to be met. Um, and, and to me, that's a very, very beautiful thing. We often come into a place. So like I used to do a lot of trips um, to Jamaica and this is often the place that we do come to, but like we would go and we would be hanging out with kids and then we'd be on this like playground. There would just be kids everywhere. It was actually this big field and uh, next to a church and kids would come out. We'd be playing games and all that kind of stuff. And you would then before we would leave, we would break out a bag of candy, and it was crazy how everybody looked out for themselves in those moments. Like there was no like, but it was like, oh, I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta get, and um, and so it was really, really fascinating. And you had to be really, really careful because you would give a piece of candy to a small kid, and they would walk away. And if you weren't watching, an old kid would come up and snatch away. Oh, wow the candy. And so instead of everybody being able to experience this goodness and getting everything that they needed or wanted, essentially there was only a few that got what they, you know, if you weren't very, very careful. And so it's so easy for that, I think, to infiltrate the church. If we're not very, very careful, if we aren't looking out towards the interest of others, then the church becomes a place, not where everyone's needs or needs are met, but there, there's a certain few that unfortunately get their needs met. And that's not what the church is designed to be, I think at all. No, not at all, because, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, there's such equality in the kingdom of God, you know, where there is no slave or free right. or male or female and all that. I mean, we're all on the equal 
playing field here right. in the kingdom of God. So everybody's needs are important. Everybody deserves to, to have right. their needs met. Right. And like I said, if I'm looking out for your needs and you're looking out for my needs, then a win-win. it's a win-win situation <laughs> for everybody. At least it should be yeah, a win-win situation should. for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the writer of Paul goes into this mind frame of Christ. Right. And um, that this is mind. this is the attitude that we are supposed to have. And uh, just once again, such a beautiful picture. Um, and I think we even hit on this last week in talking about the church, this right. humility of how do we, how do we approach each other? Um, that very nature uh, of God who he didn't consider equality to be God to, with God to be, even though he could have it, right? Right. And that is so confusing too, just coming out of this theology class because Jesus is God, you know, he's not it, the way this is worded, he was just in the form of a human. But, I mean, he was fully human, right. fully God, fully human. But he laid aside those mm. God qualities. He emptied himself. It says here that he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. Um, so he emptied those powers and those, you know, those things that he had access to. And he put that aside mm. and he didn't record. I mean, it was like, he, he's like, I'm not even functioning as God yeah. in, in that way to, to use his power and his might and that kind of thing. That's so upside down. Yeah. It's so upside down. If anybody had the right to, Jesus yeah. did. Absolutely. And, um, and it's just that upside down mentality. It's no longer the pyramid working from the top down, um, kind of style, which is, it's how the world operates, you know. It's you got the leader on the top, and the leader gets taken mm -hmm. care of first, and then everybody else right. it just kind of trickles down. You know, they get paid the most, and then the next level gets paid the second most, and it just kind of mm -hmm. trickles down. And that's just how the world operates. And Jesus totally takes that paradigm and he changes wow. it and turns it on its head. And Jesus is no longer at the top; he's at the bottom, and um, yeah. and it's it's an upward motion, <laughs> right. but Jesus is at the bottom. And I, to me that I think that's, that is the reality of what the church should be. Um, and I've always tried to approach my pastoring, even that way of that bottom up mentality that, man, how my goal is to breathe into the church which then breathe into the world. And, um, and so I'm not here to lead the con. I mean, I obviously am there to lead the congregation, but I'm not here to tell them, Hey, this is how it's going to be. My job is to try to enliven the congregation, to encourage the congregation to go out into the world that they go about right. and live in and to be able to share Jesus. And so um, it's this upward motion um, from like, like this upside down pyramid, essentially. Um, but yeah, it's it's so beautiful, but it's, it's so backwards. It is. And it also says that um, he took the form of a slave and that... That takes it even a step further. I mean, not only is he at the bottom, but he's actually serving people. He's washing feet. He's doing things that you would say, oh, no, don't do that. Let me do that for you. You know, where you right. just would almost be embarrassed to say, hey, put that down. But that's what he did. He served. He served people. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's the call that we have. I mean, that's that's the very call that Jesus gives us, right? To take up our cross and follow after him. To, you know, whoever wants to be the greatest in my kingdom, you must become the least. Like, it's the call that he has placed upon all of us. And we don't like that. That's a challenge. I'm just sitting here saying, man, that is so challenging. Yeah. And it's hard. And I like... I, I wish that we could tell you potentially something different, but there's something that really does happen. I, I believe like it is so much more fulfilling 
mm-hmm. and such a better way to live life. I mean, it really, really is that when when I am no longer the center of attention and it's all about me, but it really becomes about this group of people and it is so much better, so much, such a better way to be able to live life. And then when life happens, I'm, I know I'm not alone. Sometimes when you are on top of that pyramid and life happens and, you know, bad things happen. Well, the buck, I mean, everything points to you. Right. But there's something beautiful about the way the church is supposed to be that as we are living life together, man, when life happens, we all share in that suffering. We all mm-hmm. share in the pain. We all share. And it's no longer, all right, now I'm up here suffering by myself because I'm the leader. Or I'm the one that everybody's focused on. Maybe there's something beautiful that it's it's easier, to, I think, to receive healing. It's easier to receive all of those things that we desire in our lives when we have that community of faith and when we are the community together, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, and and to me, that's a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And you can't have humility if you're not honest, you know, because I think sometimes we just wear these masks that everything is okay. Everything is fine, but that's just really pride. And when we take that off and we say, Hey, I'm hurting or I'm struggling in this or that, you know, that is, Another form of humility, but yep. it, it's being real. Yep. It's just simply being authentic and sincere. Yep. And there's something that happens, I think, as we approach with a life with humility. Um, God sees it. Mm. God knows it. And God, just like he exalted Jesus, I mean, obviously he says, you know, there's going to come a day that every knee will bow and every tongue is going to confess. On earth, under earth, whatever you want to say, in every tongue, it doesn't matter. There's going to come that day. But I think God sees the humility. He sees the suffering. And God is pleased with us. Right. Um, it's so huge and so vital. I'm thinking of it, and I can't remember where it is. It's in it's either first or second Peter. I can't remember, but it's, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and in due time, he will raise you in yep. honor. Mm, you know, cast yep. all your cares on me, on him, for yeah. he cares for you. But it's that same, really, the thing for us, you know, when we humble ourselves you know when we humble ourselves before god that he will raise us up in honor and his promotions are so much better yeah yeah (laughs) and he will continue to work and move and that's that's what those last two verses talk about continue to work out your salvation in fear and trembling like it's 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 our responsibility to journey with god we do that as a community of faith but there's also obviously this relationship that we have with god Mm. so we work out (laughs) as we are journeying, but then we also work out as a community. What does our salvation look like? We do that with fear and trembling. We do that with great concern. We do that. Um, and you know, God is going to work and he's going to move and he's going to fulfill his good purposes that he has for us and for his church. And man, what a beautiful promise. What a beautiful promise. I just want to write amen. (laughs) (laughs) Because he doesn't give up on us and he does keep working in in our hearts. Yeah. On a very, very deep level. If we'll let him, he's Mm -hmm. not going to force it, you know, he's not going to force it and we can make it all about us. We have choice and um, we have the ability uh, to be able to, to do and, and make those choices and we got to live with those consequences. And, um, uh, and so, you know, what, what kind of church do we desire to be? What kind of church are we going to be? And, um, I, I think this passage, I mean, it, it really, really pushes us. Um, like I said, these are people who, who would have been dealing with, I mean, like I said, almost certain death. Um, a lot of things that, you know, they, they, 
that we thankfully we don't have to worry about. But man, as we begin to try to pull this forward, man, what does this what does this mean for us? Right. And how do we approach that same mindset and have that same mind of Christ? How do we have that mind of Christ, but then have a same mind as the church and the body of Christ? How do we encourage each other? How do we push each other in our faith, but not get to a place where we we live without humility and it's right. going to be all about us and everybody believing what I believe and thinking the same way and looking like I look? Like what? How do how do we how do we bring that forward to the church? Well, I think if we continued in this passage, there's more instructions. It's hard to stop because in verse 14, it just says, do all things without murmuring and arguing. We (laughs) talked about that a little bit last week. So that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation Mm. in which you shine like stars in the world. You know, I think so many times we are taught that we are supposed to be separate from the world and go away from the world. But no, we are to be in the world. World yep. among the perverse generation yep. shining like stars yep. you know that's what we're that's what we're called to do we're not called to separate ourselves from the world that's right and and how we act in the world is um is very very important it's important to jesus right jesus mm-hmm. said hey the world is going to know that you're my disciples by the love that you have for one another right. and it's so easy like i said for us to to not be not to have one mind and not to have one i guess body i guess but it's it's so easy that when we are so fractioned and we have all of these different points it's so easy to grumble and to fight and then the world sees that and the world Mm -hmm. says you know what i want nothing to do with that because if i want that i'm just going to go live my life in the world and so it's so important like so so important that we we are mindful of that there are times for debates there's times for you know theological conversations there's times to have all of those type of things but not on facebook <laughs> right, 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 right right exactly yeah. not in venues um that uh potentially like i said that that show the world that maybe there's there is struggle but like how do we always come back to this mind of christ how do we always come back to this one-mindedness and um, maybe the focus is not what is that which divides us, but, man, what is the things that we can agree on that actually right. bring us together? And I think, too, it's important to say, and I know we've said it before on here, the only way you're going to know the mind of Jesus is to study Jesus. Yeah. And that means you've got to read the Gospels. You've got to get in his head, and you do that by reading his stories. What did he say? You know, what did he say about the tax collectors and then prostitutes. I mean, you've got to get in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a deep level. And that's that takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. Right. And it takes conversations with other people who are maybe have thought through some of those things. And, right. um, and that's where the church should be a place that we can come together. And we can have conversations and we can talk and we can do all those things. And then we can go live that out in the world. Right. And then even at the end of the day, if we have conversations and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if I agree with you, then we could right. be able to in that conversation and be like, well, you know what? We're still brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's go right. live this thing called the gospel and right. share the good news and show the world who Jesus right. is and what Jesus is really all about. Cause that's what Jesus and was about. And not what your religion is all right. about. Exactly. You know, there's a big difference. Yep. You know, people think they, they know the mind of Christ, but it's just religion. Yep. And you know, you've got to know him, you know, before you can ever have his mind, have his thinking. That's right. Cause the Pharisees, just like the Matthew passage, mm-hmm. the Pharisees had it all figured out. Right. <laughs> they had their religion. They had everything. And Jesus tells them, man, the sinners, the tax collectors, the prostitutes, they understand it. 
a lot right. more than you actually understand this. Right. And so that, like I said, I don't think it should scare us, but it, we should see that and we should be like, oh, man, where do I think I've got it figured out? Right. To what point? Uh, what am I trying to tell others and teach others? And man, is that with the humility of Christ that we're trying to grow? Is the church a place where we are trying to grow? Do we have a, t- a top-down mentality in our church? That, you know, it's it's about this one person or this one thought process or this one idea. And that's the very thing that we're pushing. And we can't go against that. Like, I mean, we really, really need to evaluate our churches, our communities of faith, and begin to try to have some of those conversations to make sure that we are being the church that God really is calling us to be. Right. Imitating Christ's humility, yep. being shining, shining his lights in the world. Yep. Yeah. Lord help us. Yes. Lord help us. Lord help us. <laughs> yeah, and He will. That's the it's good right. news. That's what I was thinking. Man, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit because when we humble ourselves before Him, He will tap on our hearts and He will shine that light in our hearts and show us what needs to change. And man, we just got to cooperate with that grace, cooperate with His activity. I love that um, the verse that says, "For it is God who is at work in." in you Mm. cooperate with that work and i'm i'm preaching to myself cooperate with the work that he's doing inside so when he's saying hey that doesn't sound like something i would say when he taps you and say hey that's not of me that is not humility that is pride listen to that and respond and repent and do better you know Praise the Lord. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So, well, we uh, do appreciate you guys listening in, in today and um, know that we're praying for you. And, um, you know, we know life's not easy and um, it's it's hard to live uh, humility uh, sometimes in the midst of, of the harshness of life. But know that we're praying for you. You're not alone. And, um, and pray for us. Pray for us. <laughs> we need it yeah. <laughs> on a deep TV level. And, um, you know, we're, we're excited uh, to be able to see God's moving. And um, I believe God's moving in the world around us. And um, maybe we just pray and hope that you'll be able to, to see him as well and, and just join God in what he's doing. Join, right. join his story and be a part right. of his story. And uh, you'll never, never be dis. I mean, I don't think it'll, it'll disappoint you. Like I said, it's not going to be necessarily it easy, but it, it won't be a disappointing thing for you. Right. Well, uh. thank you again for listening, <laughs> and we would love for you to email us. We yeah. have an email address at at gmail dot com, and we also have a Facebook page. Yeah, we're at uh, Growing Hope Living Faith Podcast on Facebook. So be sure to reach out to us there. All right, y'all have a wonderful week. Grace and peace.